0: I'm Trish
1: and I'm Thaddeus and you're listening to the Fallen Short Podcast. Philippians 2 verses 3 and 4 says, Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. This week we're talking about kind of a myriad of things of stopping to serve others, to be compassionate, and so on.
0: So when we look at scripture, the greatest example we can see of this is Jesus, of course, and how he was a humble person and he would be on a mission and he'd be going place to place and oftentimes he would stop what he was doing and he would serve and bless others and pray for others and I just think it's a good example for all of us to look through the scriptures and study how Jesus was and study how he took the time to be with people, to see people for who they were and to meet their needs. And I think for me, I need that reminder.
1: Yeah, just a, a recent example of something that happened with us of that could relate to uh, one of the, the, the scriptures that Trish is going to bring up is we were driving home and on the highway all all of a sudden there was we saw a car flipped over in the ditch and even though it looked like there were already people stopping to help I pulled over to the side of the road and jumped out and, and ran over there just to, to make sure everything was okay and that you know 911 was called and to see what else was going on and i'm not saying that to toot my own horn or anything like that because honestly i mean i was probably the fifth person that went to check on this this car and whoever may have been in it to see that they were okay and just we saw it we stopped like to us that's just that's You know, that's that's kind of an extreme example, I guess, you know, of a car being rolled over in the side of a you know, in the ditch in broad daylight. Nonetheless, um, not in the middle of of winter or anything like that. And it may be a little extreme, but that's just something to kind of give you an example of, Okay, someone in need. And that's more of an emergency state of, you know, we could have easily just drove on by. And I know Trish has some examples, but one that comes to mind, you know, is just the the good Samaritan of, you know, everybody passing by, but then the Samaritan stops. So.
0: All right. So I'm going to read out of Mark 10, verse 46 through 52. Bear with me. It's a little long, but I think it gets, it hits home where we're going with this. And it says, now they came to Jericho as he went to Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat at the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stopped and commanded him to be called. Then he called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer rise, he is calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered him and said to him, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. And the thing I just think is so cool about that is, you know, it talks about how Jesus was on a mission, he was about to do something, and somebody was crying out, and they needed his help. And Jesus stopped. He stood still. He paused. He took in the moment of seeing a need, like Thaddeus was saying. You know, we were on a mission somewhere else, but there was a need that we could meet. And I think it's so easy to get wrapped up in um, our plans and our schedules and kind of keeping our our sight straightforward that we forget to look around and see needs around us. And I just think of so many. I was kind of just sitting here thinking real fast like through – different things in the bible you know you have the woman with the issue of blood who just reaches out to Jesus and touches the hem of his garment and and she's healed and Jesus notices and and it's her faith that makes her well but she stops to take notice of her or the woman at the well where Jesus takes the moment to to just stop what he's doing and spend time with her and and know all about her and and talk with her i think is the keyest i think of the i think of the leper that he heals in Ma- Matthew 8 i think of um, how he heals the man's hand on the Sabbath and how one thing I think is so cool about Jesus and his and his approach to to people is I don't know how else to say this and I don't want to be controversial when I say this but I do want to say it Jesus violated the social norms of the day when it came to illnesses and sicknesses he went close to people who he shouldn't go close to, who had leprosy. He healed on the Sabbath. He did things that weren't what the society expected him to do. It wasn't even what, like the, not Christianity, because obviously that wasn't around quite yet, but what um, the Pharisees expected him to do. Like, Jesus did not the social structure he violated it and he was offensive to religious people because of the things he did when it came to sicknesses and illnesses and I just think when I look at these stories I think about how relevant it is to today and how relevant it is to the things I see going around in our culture and I'm not saying like anything to try to sound political or anything like that, it just makes me pause and it makes me think. And I think Jesus' form of loving others wasn't abiding by what society said, hey, if you love others, you're going to stay away from lepers. You're going to yell at them when you're coming close to them, or you're not going to heal on the Sabbath, or you're not going to do these things. No, Jesus' way of loving others was to violate what was their culture's standards and he violated them and he went close to those people and he was with those people and he prayed for them to be healed even though it was on the sabbath and he worked on the sabbath and he did these things that were not what the pharisees would have said would be loving because it wasn't fitting into what they said and i just Think about how that applies to today, and I will let you take that and make of it what you will in your own mind. But I think to me, when I read the stories of how Jesus handled illnesses, it inspires me to not just go up to sick people, of course not, but to follow the prompting of the Holy Spirit, or if I see a need, not necessarily even sickness, but like Thaddeus was using the example of the car accident, or just anything that maybe it's a a mom who needs help, a single mom, or... Maybe it's somebody who needs a ride to church or, you know, it could just be something so simple, but to just see needs and meet them. And something I remember years ago was we worked in ministry with this couple and I would watch them and I would think, wow, this is amazing. They just have a heart to serve. And they inspired me to want to have a heart to serve. And I just watched them and I noticed them. And I remember thinking, that's not how I am, but I want to be like that. And I just remember praying, God, please give me eyes to see needs. Give me eyes to see hurt, hurting people. Give me eyes to see something on the ground that needs to be picked up. Just give me, open my eyes to see things that I can do to be a blessing. And I want to do it because I want to bring glory to God and I want to be the light of the world. Like I want to represent Jesus and I want to be a reflection of, of Jesus and be a a light. And so I wanted to have those opportunities, but I felt like I was never aware of them. And that Thaddeus has always been really good at having a heart to serve and just naturally. And for me, it wasn't natural and it's for, and maybe it wasn't for you, but I always thought he just has a heart to serve. And, but for me, it's been one of those things where I feel like I really had to press into God and ask him to show me things I can do to be a blessing to people.
1: I read in Philippians 2 at the beginning, and, and if you go down further into verse 14 and 15, where it says, Do everything without complaining and arguing that no one can criticize you, live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. And can we live up to that 100%? No, probably not, right? However, I think it's important to strive for that. So when you are trying to meet a need or, you know, not the example of, okay, there's a car accident I'm going to pull over, but an example of, someone asks you for your help and we'll just use it like a church example. And they're asking, you know, can you help out on Sunday or Wednesday or whatever? And you're available and you go and you think maybe, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do, I'm going to do a, and I'll be comfortable with that. But then they ask you to take out the garbage or clean a bathroom or or something right and it's having the heart of not complaining or like oh i'm not here to do that or you know anything but to have the heart of okay i said i'd be here to help so i'm gonna do my best that i can do and if this is serving you know this is serving i don't need to be the one let's just say there was like a you know they're helping like serving a meal to like homeless people or something right okay, they need me to take out the trash, I'll take out the trash. I don't need to be the one, you know, that's scooping the meal for them or something like that, to be front and center.
0: Yeah, I think Proverbs says that we're not supposed to withhold good from people. And so anytime we can get those opportunities to be a blessing, I think it's good to try to jump at it. And it's, for me, I... I have to just pray that God opens my eyes because I can get so consumed with what I have going on in my life and my world and my stressors that sometimes I become blind to what's going on around me or become, you know, not ignorant, but like just not as sensitive to other people's needs. And so I have to ask God to help me to see people, see needs and stop and be with people, be with them in their moment. I, you know, I pray this before I go to work. God open my eyes to, to needs of students and needs of different people in our church and help me just to stop and be with them. Give me the compassion to, to spend time with them and hear their story. And not only that, but to really pray for them to have breakthrough in their, in their lives. And I, obviously our best example is Jesus. And the Bible says that the son of, of God. He didn't come to the earth to be served. He came to serve. And if my hero and the person who I'm striving to be like didn't come to be served, but rather he came to serve others, what more can I try to do but try to model my life after Jesus and try to do that? And if you've ever listened to me for any length of time ever, one of my favorite quotes is about serving. And i Pretty sure it's by Christine Kane. It's the first person I ever heard say it and probably the only person – I've ever really heard say it but she says if serving is beneath you leadership is above you and basically the point is like so many people just want to have this big important role in life they want to be the boss of their family they want to be the boss of their job they want to be the boss of their church or the boss of their whatever but if you can't serve then you should never be able to lead if you can't just like if you're a teacher if you can't learn from somebody else how are you ever going to be a good teacher if you can't be coached in like a sport, how are you ever going to be able to be a coach? So if you can't learn to serve, how will you ever be able to lead? And so if, if serving is beneath you, leadership is above you. And I just think that's such a cool principle and something I try to apply in my life.
1: I think it's important that when we do see a need, that we do at least pause in what we're doing and, and take a look of, can is there a way that I can help make, you know, meet this need? Or is there somebody that I can get involved that can help meet this need? If I, if I don't think it's something that I can do, not that it's something beneath me, but I mean, physically or, or, you know, maybe it's something technical and you don't know how to do it or whatever. Right. If it's something that I can't do, is there someone that I know that can to help meet that need? I know one thing that our church has done in the past, and I'm, I'm guessing they'll continue doing it is they do a car kind of tune-up day or where they do oil changes and check kind of other you know things that you could do you know in the parking lot Um, and they do it for free for like a lot of single moms and things like that where they're trying to meet needs for something that it's like oh you, you don't think of something like that of you know someone financially struggling possibly needs help with getting an oil change done so that their car is running well and that they can uh, get to and from the job that they have or to be able to drive kids to and fro or whatever. And can everyone in the church change oil? (laughs) They, They could probably learn, but I mean it's not something that everyone either knows how to do or is capable of doing but there are people that are. So you find those people that can do those types of things. And that's just one example. And there may be something where, not such an emergency of a car accident or something tangible like that, but even just, what if you have a friend that's like, I've had this happen with me where it's like, I work in technology and someone's like, hey, do you think you could look at my white my wireless router you're
0: really underestimating yourself everybody does that to you whenever you go to somebody's house (laughs) hey Thaddeus well you're here
1: can you take a look uh, at my internet (laughs) not even that but I mean just someone's like it's for some reason it's it's really slow or whatever and the provider says everything looks good what do you think and and I know that I went over to one person's house and looked at it and reset some things for them and help them get it running again and that's because they knew I had some technological knowledge and could I fix it for sure no but I was willing to take the time to go do it and see what I could do right it could have been something that I could have been you know hey no you're gonna have to replace something or whatever right but I tried to meet the needs when I can
0: one thing I've think is super awkward right now. And we're not trying to share a little, our little stories to toot our own horns. Cause there's been times where I've of course felt like I should do something and I haven't, but I'm going to share this with you. So the other day I was at the grocery store and there was a bin of watermelons and this elderly lady, very frail lady was trying to get a watermelon out of the bin. And I stopped and I thought, should I help her because of COVID? I, I didn't know if it would be a good thing for me to go in there and grab out her watermelon for her. I didn't know how she would be receiving it. And so I really had to think about it. And normally it would be just a natural, Hey, can I help you with that? Because it's an elderly woman. Of course I'm going to ask her to help, but it, it's just so weird right now in this day and age we're living in. Cause I, I had to really stop and think like, should I do it? So I did ask her, I said, Hey, do you want my help? And She kind of gave me this look like finally somebody's offering to help me and not what she said. It's just like the reception I felt like from her and I got her her watermelon. But I just think it's weird to think about how how many people walk by without asking her for help and I'm not judging them at all because I felt very uncomfortable too with everything going on. Is this something I should do? Just seeing those little needs and, and looking for opportunities to meet them, I can all the times I've met needs, I can think of many times I have not met needs. So I'm not trying to brag or anything about that. But I I just do pray that God gives me an opportunity to be a light. And even when it's, I think even more so when it's never going to be noticed by man. Like when nobody but God sees it. If you're walking down the street and you see a piece of garbage and you feel that prompting of the Holy Spirit to pick it up or whatever it is, like your shopping cart, whatever. Sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is put away your shopping cart. And so I think, or pick up after your dog when you're on a walk or whatever, you know, some of those things might seem meaningless, but I think they are very spiritual too, because you're just being a good steward. I just felt like I wanted to talk about this because I personally have been feeling challenged in my spirit to want to stop more and stop and notice needs more. And not to be so focused on my mission to get things done grocery shop or do my job or parent or watch my kids at sports or whatever it is. I don't want to be just focused on that. So tunnel vision that I forget to notice the, the hurt and the needs and all the things that are going on around me. So I've been really feeling, I only wanted to talk about this because it's something I'm struggling with a pushback I'm feeling from the Lord. And maybe this resonates with you who, Who are listening, and maybe it is a challenge to you, like it is a challenge to me, to be more outward focused into the community and and the people around me and around you. And I hope this blesses you. I know for me, I really just want to be found faithful to the Lord, and I really want Him to feel. I want God to delight in me. And if if God's delight in me is simple as picking up a piece of garbage off the ground because He puts it in my spirit. I want to do that. And so, yeah, that's where I'm at.
1: If you have any questions, comments, concerns, prayer requests, please feel free to email us at info at fallenshortpodcast.com. And if we'd really appreciate it if you are enjoying the podcast, if you could uh, share it with your friends. Pray for us. Subscribe, like it, all the above. And until next time. I'm Thaddeus
0: and I'm Trish and we love you guys.